when we think about real estate, it really comes back down to you as a person. Before we even jump into this list, the, the big question that I would have is, are, do you know what's going on? Like, are you, did you just read a book? Did you read a uh, you know, headline and you're just going to go into real estate? Or have you had experience or do you have mentors? And the reason I ask that is real estate, there's a lot of moving pieces and everyone thinks it's so easy. And there's, there's some really smart people that are stuck with some real estate that if you audit their assets, it's the worst performing asset on their balance sheet. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Should you invest in real estate? Is real estate a good asset? The good, the bad, the ugly? In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why real estate may or may not be an amazing asset to have as part of your portfolio and just part of your wealth strategy. A lot of people um, come to us at Better Wealth and they want to do real estate. They're going to make all their money in real estate. They may have read a book of Robert Kiyosaki and Robert Kiyosaki is talking about how real estate grows in value. You can use leverage. You get special tax advantages. It will cash flow. And it's like, man, this is amazing. Like I want to, like real estate is my ticket to financial freedom. We have a lot of clients that are financially free and they use real estate. We also have a lot of clients that have made huge decisions as it relates to real estate. And it really comes down to less about the real estate and more about the investor. Think about this. It's not the investment, it's the investor. And it's just, there's a wisdom in every area in your life when you think about that. And so in this asset analyzer series, I'm going through different assets like 401ks, Roth, savings accounts. We're gonna talk about life insurance. We're now talking about real estate and we're really gonna talk about the pros and cons. And, and I really want to stress this. When I look at an asset, I don't have an elementary viewpoint of this is good or bad. There's a process. And so I'm gonna quickly run through this process. If you're on YouTube, you can go back. I've, I've done a very thorough job talking about these four steps. But number one, what do you want? We talk about what would you do if money wasn't an issue? We have everybody identify what their ROR statement is and ROR for us stands for return on results. So you get really clear on that. Then you start identifying what assets can potentially be in your ballpark. You could almost say like, what things do you love um, like about assets and, and just identify like, what is an asset? And that's Wikipedia will say an asset is something of value. Um, my favorite definition of an asset is an asset helps you live more intentionally. I think that there's something there. Um, Robert Kiyosaki's definition of an asset is something that puts money back in your pocket. So this is kind of gets you on just thinking about what assets or what opportunities out there check those boxes. The third area is then asking the question, what outcome do I want? This, my friends, are is like the secret sauce. What outcome do you want? What outcome do you want by putting your money in real estate? What What are you hoping to accomplish? And we got to get really clear on that. And you have to you have to do the outcome first, and then you need to start comparing other opportunities. And that's where you take the list of assets and say, what are the things that I want to invest in? And we talk about eleven ideal check marks or or a list that takes you through the eleven ideal aspects of a, a perfect asset. And the reason I do this is is what I stress to people is what is important to you, and then let's start comparing using this framework. And so if you're watching on YouTube, you're gonna see me in the corner. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you will be able to listen to this and I'm gonna do my best to talk this out. But what you can see is a screen and you have 11 key benefits. So benefit number one is safety, low risk. Benefit number two is liquidity, you have control. Benefit number three is growth. Number four is passive cash flow. Number five is leverageable. Number six is private. Then we go into the different tax benefits of tax deductible, tax-free growth, 
tax redistribution. Number 10 is the protection and le legacy aspect. And number 11 is no contribution limits. And, and the process is once you get clear in the outcome, make a list like this and then determine which ones are the most important to you as it relates to that asset. Okay. So you want to do that. Um, and for me, I've been very clear that control, like control is very important to me. I put a premium on controlling my money. Um, I also put a premium on uh, eliminating future taxes. I, I love that. And I also think leverageable is just a characteristic that I love. Um, but ultimately, I want all those things so that I can create cash flow and other things. And so cash flow ultimately is very important as well. So um, when we think about real estate, it really comes back down to you as a person. Before we even jump into this list, the, the big question that I would have is, are, do you know what's going on? Like, are you, did you just read a book? Did you read a uh, you know, headline and you're just going to go into real estate? Or have you had experience or do you have mentors? And the reason I ask that is real estate, there's a lot of moving pieces and everyone thinks it's so easy. And there's, there's some really smart people that are stuck with some real estate that if you audit their assets, it's the worst performing asset on their balance sheet. Um, and it's like, how could that be? It's, it's because them. It's really, it really comes down to them. It's not necessarily that real estate itself is a bad thing. Um, and so the first thing I would do is, is, is safe. I, I don't love the definition of safe because it's like nothing is 100% guaranteed or safe. But how I, how I define this is low risk. Your money suffers little to no risk. And this is really, this is a yellow it's not a red or green. And the reason this is yellow, this is like, it depends, is real estate can be extremely risky. Usually though, if you know what you're doing, you have a hard asset. If you do all the right, if you check all the right boxes, it's not gonna like, you're not gonna lose everything if, if you know what you're doing. It goes back to who you are. So that's, that's number one. Um, number two is the liquidity aspect. There's a couple of ways that you can um, have this conversation. I'm talking about leverageable in a second. And so for those of you that are like, hey, Real estate is super legible, leverageable or, or I can have access to it through ho home equity line of credit or refinance. I'm going to get there. But from a, from a, just a, if you're taking your money and putting it into real estate, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it liquid. Uh, liquidity or, or the ability to control is your money is accessible either for emergencies or opportunities. It can be if you set up the right um, you know, process and if you set up the right things with the bank. But it, I wouldn't necessarily check the liquidity mark for real estate. Number three is growth. This is, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm saying you know what you're talking about. I think real estate, there's there's something to say if you, especially if you buy low and you buy well, uh, real estate is going to grow in value. There's, I mean, I have friends that look at just the population of our country, and you look at you know land and real estate is very much of a of a finite thing. And there's people coming, so that's there's always going to be a demand for real estate. Um, number four is passive cash flow. Again, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I. I, uh, I know a lot of people that have real estate that do not have passive cash flow, but, but as an asset, I, I think the people that really know what's going on, you factor this into why they get this as an asset. So passive cash flow is a thing. Um, and then leverageable, this is where, this is, this is my um, you know, response to the people that wanted to choke me out by first saying liquidity. Um, you, you can get, have banks give you lines of credit, you can get HELOCs, you can refinance. And there's a lot of strategies that that go like this. It's like get a, get get a property, buy it with cash, fix it up a little bit, refinance it, and you can actually take out more money than what you put in. Um, and it's it's it can be a great strategy. And um, and the leverageable aspect is something that if you don't fully understand that, understand that before you get into real estate. 
this is why a lot of people make a ton of money in real estate because there's a lot of benefits that go from being able to leverage that asset. Number six is private. I put a yellow um, here because it's, it's kind of, it, it really depends. Overall, real estate itself is not off the radar screen. It's not super private, but it, real estate can be owned by trust and, and foundations and it, and it can be more private than just you owning it uh, directly. And so it's, it depends. And then all three taxes, the tax deductible, tax-free growth, tax-free distribution, and tax-free growth. Here's what I'll say is the, the real good real, uh, people in real estate, they, they get, use a lot of deductions through depreciation and other things. Their money grows usually without paying taxes, and they can either buy and sell and do something what's called a 1030 um, one exchange um, and, and do, do other things. So that, 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 can be, that can be powerful. But my caution to you is there's, the buck's got to stop somewhere. And a lot of people talk about, you know, how you can pass on the real estate to the next generation. There, someone's going to pay that tax eventually. And my, one of my uh, quote unquote fears is um, there's some advanced strategies that can try to get you out of real estate and in and, and trust and foundations and all those things. And all I would say is really understand that. And overall, I don't necessarily think there's real estate alone has these crazy long-term tax-free benefits. I think if you know what you're doing, you can, very much not pay any taxes in, in, in the short term. Your money can grow tax-free and, and you could potentially use some of your money uh, without paying taxes. Now, the, the, the asterisk is cash flow. That's not the case. And usually if you sell later, you might have to pay taxes on whatever the tax rate is going to be in the future. And so um, it's just, the, I, I, I mentioned these things because this is what needs to go on in someone's brain when they're making a the decision. Real estate doesn't have any protection or legacy benefit from a, this is more from like an insurance aspect and there's no contribution limits, meaning, you know, whether you have $5,000 or $5 million, it's, it's not, it's not like the government could say, oh, you can't put in more than $5 million of your own money into real estate. Uh, at this point, that's not, that's not the case. And so here's, here's my, here's my thoughts on real estate. It comes down to outcome. I think the reason I love real estate, and I'm just gonna, here, here, here's the reason I like real estate. I'm drawing a box here. Is is number one? You can. There are some tax advantages, and I, I think I think there's I think the tax advantages for the people that know what they're doing is is incredible. I also love that you can use leverage to acquire and leverage in the in the process of of even taking money out in the future. But I love that we can use other people's money in a low interest rate environment. And I think I think there's it can be very strategic with that. And there's a lot more that we could go into into that. I think cash flow. I think really it comes down to me being able to measure cash flow, and we have the ability at Better Wealth to actually look at someone's cash flow ratio, see if they're financially imbalanced, see if that real estate, like what the true value of that real estate is, not from what the market says, but from just what a cash flow ratio model says. And so what we find is, um, what we find is, sixty percent of real estate really is not a good thing and is not helping you cash flow. When you think about all the resources and time and money that's going in for what it's what it's producing, and there's some people that have real estate that's like it truly does save their model, which is really interesting. Um, and so you know, and then and then appreciation. This would be the thing that I would not recommend you investing in is the growth. And there's a whole nother video I could go into. Is I just I don't think real estate is going to grow at the at the the rate that we think, like what the future, what the past showed us. Um, and, and I think interest rates will factor into that. I don't, I don't necessarily see a trend of people buying real estate. Like that's, you have to think about like human trends. Like my generation, 
does is not necessarily saving 30k for a down payment or 40k for a down payment and i just interest rates i think interest rates have factored in real estate prices way more than we think you know in 1980 we saw that house houses were cheaper because interest rates are super high so could you were you shopping for the price of the house or the payment and there's i'm going to do a whole episode on that in the future because it's it, that that is a profound statement and since it's at all time low it just i don't see real estate doubling in value in in you know in you name it um like we've seen it recently and i so i, I am i saying there's a bubble i'm not sure i just think understanding leverage cash flow and tax advantages would be something i would highlight i would not get into real estate right now for the absolute growth i also have to say this this is not tax this is not tax advice this is not investment advice this is me on youtube sharing my personal opinion which is probably totally flawed so don't sue me don't uh don't uh i just want to be very clear with that this is this is for education purposes only and the reason why we make this is i'm really passionate about helping people unlock intentional living we do that by helping people understand how to use money and live more intentionally and i just find that so many people do not have a process when making a decision and i would love for that to end today go out and live intentionally Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.